Blog Talk Radio. The opinions and views expressed by the host and guest are not necessarily the views and opinions of the Blake Radio Network. Broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting to the world, broadcasting to the world, to the world, to the world, spreading the news and information. BlakeRadio.com, music for your mind, body, and soul. Talk radio at its best. You're listening to Rainbow Soul from BlakeRadio.com. that 
I was prepared and that I was taking care of my body in a way that would allow me to finish the race and really enjoy it. Like, um, the New York City Marathon is really a really pretty famous marathon. <laughs> um, and as I, you know, started training and talked to some people about it, you know, the experience within itself is quite exciting. That energy is going to be high. And it's something that you don't want to, you know, you want to be able to kind of soak it all up. <clears throat> so let's rewind a few months, uh, a few months back when the first concern was, oh, my gosh, 26.2 miles. Running 26.2 miles. So with that came a great deal of assumption. I was just like, okay, I have to go nonstop. I thought, um, you know, if I don't get a coach, then I'm not going to do well. And just, you know, there's a lot of other kind of, I would say, almost, almost fear-based assumptions. So from that, I started training, you know, going on longer lines. And the key, and um, this is outside, is to really listen to your body as you go along. Um, and when you have knee issues or if you have had knee issues in the past, then it's important to not ignore any signs of um, weakness or slight pain. Now, fortunately, like say you've been running consistently and you get a sharp pain in your knee. Now, that is probably something that is treatable where you can kind of reverse it. And frequently, food plays a role, a huge, huge role. So not only does food play a role in terms of how much pain you may or may not experience if you have had knee issues. But, you know, there's a whole, there's, you know, almost endless amounts of uh, theories on what you should eat in order to be prepared for a marathon. So a lot of people are where you're going to eat a lot of carbs because they're more complex carbs that will break down slower and give you more sustained energy. And so that is extremely, extremely important. And I remember when I first, you know, decided to run the marathon, I told her mom, I was like, hey, mom, I'm running the marathon, and, you know, I, can't, I cannot wait to eat complex carbs, and I'm going to eat some pasta. <laughs> so pasta is not a complex carb. <clears throat> Why? It's because it's process. It's more so properly where more so the whole brain um, and carbs that are in their most basic unprocessed form. And so <clears throat> that's what I started, you know, eating. So I started um, trying to figure out, okay, what should I eat? Because at first I was like, you know, I want to run this marathon. I want to be in the best shape. And sometimes people correlate being in shape with, you know, being having a low number on the scale. But it's like if you lose that or and if that weight is energy as well, so say it's muscle you're losing, then you're making it you might you might be imperfectly imperfectly um, you know, influencing your health. So um as a track runner, I 
2019, I've noticed that, you know, the longer the kids run it, they have longer, leaner bodies. And the people that do the sprints, they have more bulky bodies. So they'll have, like, you know, big muscles and such. And so kind of the comparison of that is um, really making sure that you're stretching and that you are doing um, workouts that entail moving your body more so than um, trying to build a bulky muscle. So instead of like um, trying to lift weights that are super heavy, you might opt for lifting light weights more frequently. And that's what would really contribute to a longer, leaner muscle, which is um, more beneficial to, you know, your <clears throat> training for a marathon. So, it goes about pretty much everything except food, so let's get into it. So, the first topic I want to talk, um, touch on is preventing injury. So, as you're training, you have a great opportunity to injure yourself or you may encounter knee weakness. And it's important to know the factors that go into that weakness. So um, you don't want to kind of rush into your training. You do want to gradually work your way in. And I know a friend mentioned how a worker, you know, wanted to run the marathon and had not run for over 10 years. You know, so you kind of want to, you know, work your way into training because, you know, you can do it, but you just need to be informed on how to go about that. So one you know, to prevent injury, listen to your body and don't rush into it. And so with specifics to food and preventing injury as well as avoiding pain, my number one recommendation is avoiding sweets. Now, fruit, fine, but literally, and this might be a personal problem, but you know, sweets like cakes and pies and pastries. And I say that because I had direct experience with that. So, you know, I always talk about how I love ice cream and all that. And, you know, that is something you really, really want to avoid as well. But sweets such as, you know, highly processed sweets or, um, you know, like things like bread and ice cream and such, those will literally cause immediate pain, um, <clears throat> and they have. So, you know, I'll be, you know, hanging out, you know, going through my day, and then I'll have, you know, maybe uh, a croissant, um, like a sweetened one, like maybe an almond croissant, and then I'll go try to do a workout. And then what I would realize is that my knee would feel a little bit less stable or there might be a little bit of pain, and, you know, I even tested it. I was like, you know what? I think I need to prove this theory. So I did it again. And the same thing. And so it's important to know, like, you know, I always say, listen to your body. But, you know, staying away from sweets, especially, you know, not in excess, is extremely, extremely important and will be helpful and allowing you to practice effectively and train effectively for your marathon. So you really want to 
you know, try to avoid sweets. And if you, whatever, say you consume, you know, you know, your favorite dessert or sweets um, four times a week, try to do it, you know, reduce it to three and just, you know, go down as low as you can, but be aware that that is a fat contributing factor. Now, for those that are just tuning in, you're listening to the Happy New Radio Show with Lillian Daniels. And today's topic is what to eat for a marathon. Now, we just went over what not to eat, which is sweet. You really want to avoid them because they contribute to injury major in a major way. Now, if you or a loved one has knee pain, you've been dealing with ineffective treatments, and you want a natural and effective solution, Visit thehappyknee.com and get sign up to get your copy of the Happy Knee Gift. Now I made it extremely short, concise, and effective just for you because that's what I like. I like something that just tells me what to do quickly so I can do it and get results. And that's the goal. So head over to thehappyknee.com and sign up to get your free Happy Knee Gift. And if you have any questions, be sh- certainly feel free to email me at Lillian at thehappyknee.com, and you can learn more about the Happy Knee program, which provides consulting, one-on-one consulting due to your happy knee. And the whole goal is to help as many people get to a knee that they're able to use well into their later years, where they're not immobilized or they're not feeling helpless, but they're able to enjoy and really move and, you know, really enjoy life. So visit thehappyknee.com, email me at lillian at thehappyknee.com, feel free to, you know, send your questions. Um, And if you have any questions and want to learn more about the Happy Knee program and how to apply, you can contact me for that as well. So if you have any questions on today's topic, which is... Um, what to eat for a marathon, feel free to call in at 914-338-0695. Again, that's 914-338-0695. Awesome. And so now we spoke about what to avoid, you know, what to avoid in order to prevent injuries. So you're starting your, your training and you want to make sure that you're able to increase your mileage and really feel confident as you approach the running date. And getting injured or feeling pain is not an option pretty much, you know. So for that, really avoid sweets, guys. Just try it out. Um, Now, second topic we're going to do is carb loading. And so if you're training for a marathon or if you have run before, you may have heard about carb loading and the importance of having, you know, eating foods that are going to give you sustained energy. Now, it's important to know what foods will give you sustained energy. So, like, for example, if you eat something sweet, it gives you, like, a a spike, uh, you know, a spike of energy. And that's not what you want when you have 26.2 miles to run. You need something that is going to allow you to be fueled for a long period of time as opposed to taking you all the way up, you know, high energy, high energy, and then just bring you down. Like that is not ideal, especially in the middle of a marathon. So carb loading. 
with carb loading, my two favorite um, items for that are <clears throat> hearty rice. And visit the happyknee.com for happy knee guide. Um, it has so many recipes. I literally put everything that I that applies to your knee in there. And you'll find some recipes in there that I've been cooking since I was like 11 and, you know, learned from my grandmother and my mom. But they're so delicious. They're so easy. And the hearty rice recipe is one of them. Now, the hearty rice is perfect for carb loading, getting energy, getting vitamins, because it has more than just rice in it. And it also has other ingredients that are high in minerals and high in vitamins. So for the high, for the hearty rice, there are just a few ingredients. And it's almost like, you know, you know how you're cooking and you want things that can kind of be like a one-pot meal. And hearty rice is one of that, one of those. So you can basically use um, brown rice. You have to use brown rice. And you use brown rice. Sometimes I would throw in wild rice, but let's stick to the basics. So brown rice, you know, short or long grain, whichever you prefer. Um, sunflower seeds, raw sunflower seeds. And um, actually the sunflower seeds you can, well, ideally, yeah, raw, you want raw sunflower seeds and you want raw pumpkin seeds. And then if you can find some, <clears throat> throw in shiitake mushrooms. So you have your rice, you have your sunflower seeds, you have your um, pumpkin seeds, and you have your shiitake mushrooms. And then you're just going to literally bring it all to a boil, put in some salt and pepper, actually just salt, just put in salt. Um, if you like pepper, you can do that as well. I like pepper. I like pepper. I like cayenne pepper. Um and then if you have a specific herb that you like, you can add that in. So if it's the summertime and, you know, basil is in season then, and I keep, there's a probability that I have fresh basil at home, I'll even just throw a few leaves in there. Why? One, it's very, like, basil is such a flexible ingredient. When you're, throw, when you're throwing it into a savory dish, you're going to get a good taste. It's, you know, it's hard to kind of mess it up. Um, also, I love basil, and so it just adds more character to the dish. So, again, it's rice, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, shiitake mushrooms, salt. That's it. And then you add, you know, you have the water, and you bring it to a boil, and you let it simmer. Now, if you want to add in additional ingredients to kind of spice it up or um, add the health value, you can maybe add in cayenne pepper, which gives it a kick. And cayenne pepper, like many spicy foods, will contribute to your digestion, which is extremely important and extremely helpful. Now, when we're running, you know, we don't want any surprises. Not to say we want to be backed up, but, you know, maybe the cayenne pepper can hold off. So when you're carb loading, eat the hearty rice. Hearty rice is the number one um, thing that gets me through you know, just a long day or something, a time period when I need a lot of energy, a lot of sustained energy. So check out the specific recipe. Um, just visit thehappyknee.com, and there's a food for a happy knee guide there, and it has the specific recipe for um, the hurry rice, as well as so many other great recipes, techniques, tricks, and information on the connection between your knee 
and what you eat. So we went over my favorite dish. Let's go over my second favorite dish, and that is oatmeal. So there's two different types that I would consider eating. So there's still cut oats, and then there are um, the really thick rolled oats. So I usually eat the thick rolled oats because they don't take as long to cook. And, you know, still cut oats usually takes a lot of prep time. And when on the go or when you're busy, that can be very challenging. The only thing is with with the um, with the large flat oats, um, rolled oats, you want to make sure that you're allowing them to cook in the water for a long period of time. And that's the case with all of, like, fresh fruits. Well, not fresh fruits, but. Um, you know, with vegetables and um, when you're cooking and you have something that has a high nutritional content, cooking it for a longer period of time in water and then consuming that water. So, for example, say you cook collard greens. You know, you want to drink the broth that was cooked in so you get all of the nutrients. And so with the oatmeal, by cooking it for a longer period of time, you're allowing all of the nutrients to be released to make it easier for your body to absorb them. And this is extremely, extremely important because I, you know, and maybe you guys already figured it out, but I love experimenting with different ingredients and how they taste. For example, with my sunflower seeds, I might saute them and then add them on top. But it's important to understand the effect that the method of cooking a food has on your body, right? Because you want to know, you know, okay, what are the vitamins that are in this or what are the nutrients that are in this um, food that I'm eating? And is my body able to absorb it in the form that it's been cooked? And so, you know, that's extremely important to know when taking into consideration. So when you're making your brown rice, when you're making your um, oatmeal, don't be afraid to, you know, add more water and really allow it to be soaked up into, you know, the nutritious um, foods that you're cooking because that's really going to add to your your body's ability to absorb it as well as increase the nutrients that it is taking in. So for carb loading and my hearty rice, and oatmeal. And so how do you dress up the oatmeal? So for for dressing up the oatmeal, I'll use um, the perfect prunes, and that's another recipe that is in the Food for a Happy Knee Guide, which is on the website, which is on the Happy Knee website. And it's basically organic prunes seasoned with um, cinnamon sticks, um, cinnamon sticks, and lemon. And then you bring that to a boil and you let it simmer. Realize, again, simmer comes into play again, making sure that we are really getting the nutritional value out of it. And so if I, if you don't like prunes, you know, try other things like, you know, cinnamon or a little bit of honey or, um, even if you like nutmeg, I have not used that myself, but 
it kind of just helps bring your food, your oatmeal to life. And then depending on the time of the year, you can add in a seasonal, seasonal piece of fruit. So right now it's fall um, where I am, and so there's a lot of pears. There's Bosque pears. Um, apples are starting to go out of season, but earlier, a little earlier, they were in season. And so for where I am, I would use those. Um, if you're in a warmer climate and you're so lucky to have mangoes, my favorite food, then, you know, you can maybe add that. Um, during the summertime, I like to consider peaches. And to get around the seasonal elements, if you want to get organic and go to the fruit and frozen section, that's another option. And for that, I just love blueberries. So for those that are tuning in, you are listening to the Happy Me Radio Show with William Daniels. And the show is created to provide you with natural solutions for your knee pain and your knee troubles and get you to a happy knee, a knee that you can use for the rest of your life and not feel hindered by it, but understand and feel confident that your knee is helping you, you know, because this is really about enhancing your quality of life. Your knee is the most complex Um, and pretty much one of the most important joints that you have within your body. And so the happy knee is really, really created to help you understand how to take care of that and how to make sure that you're able to use it and it's able to serve you for as long as possible. And you can really enjoy life because that's what it's all about. So just to kind of review what we were able to discuss today, we went over how to prevent injury and and that you know, avoid sweets. We spoke about carb loading. And, you know, you want to make sure you're doing complex carbs because that's going to give you the sustained energy that you need, especially for 26.2 miles. I am not yelling at you guys with this. I am just like, whoa, I'm about to do this. This is going to be awesome. (laughs) So, and then I shared with you guys two of my absolute favorite and effective recipes, which are hearty rice and oatmeal, and oatmeal with um, the perfect prunes, which is extremely important to know. So visit thehappyd.com and make sure that you get your Food for Happy Me guide in addition to the recipes that I just discussed, which are basically, um, you know, hearty rice and um, the perfect prunes. There are pointers that are specific to what you're what you're going through with your knee, and what you need to adjust, right? And so, what you, what foods you need to um, maybe add into or take out of your diet in order to make sure that you have a happy knee. And so, like I love this guide, and it was such a labor of love. Um, and I really hope that you guys enjoy it as well. So pick it up and let me know how you guys like it. And I want to make sure before I hang. Before I let you guys go, the reason for um, oatmeal as well as the hearty rice, like why, what made those dishes so special? So I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, but say you've been eating um, some type of food for a day, right? And then you're like, you know, I want to go have, go do a workout, and you might feel like, oh my gosh, I feel, I feel kind of, you know. Um, very full, like, you know, you feel full, you feel like you can't move as easily, and um, 
I know that I experienced, sometimes I would feel like I have cramps or like some of the food was still trying to digest. And so the reason I specifically chose and shared with you guys oatmeal as well as the hearty rice, make sure you get the recipe, was because both of those dishes gave me the benefit that I was seeking, which was having sustained energy. So there were no cramps, no food cramps. I didn't feel super bloated. Um, however, I did feel like, okay, I can keep going. I can keep running. I still have energy. And so, you know, when you're running for 26.2 miles, you know, you could train your body to, like, you know, get used to the cramps or anything, wherever you like. You know, mind is mind is stronger than the body. But there's going to be enough challenges where you don't want to have to worry about something like food cramps. And so it's important to understand how food plays a role. And it will be different for everyone. Like I know some people that can have pasta or croissants the night before. But this is what's working for me. So it's been an absolute joy sharing what I'm eating for a marathon tomorrow, 26.2 miles. Now, these pointers can be applied even if you're not running a marathon. You know, if you're looking for a food that's not going to give you cramps, you're looking for a food that's not going to make you feel super full bloated, you can still use these recipes. You definitely want to check out the Food for Happy Me Guide. So thank you so much for tuning in. Please be sure to reach out at thehappymeguide.com and get your Happy Me Guide. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Bye, guys.